Well, hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us. We will be glad to have you. Don't forget, Sunday school is at 9 a.m., Sunday morning worship is at 10, and Wednesday night we have the Hour of Power, starting at 6.30. Well, on today's broadcast, I want to share with you the message entitled, The Path of the Promise. I was the guest speaker at the Pastor's Appreciation for Pastor Eva Barber. She's the pastor at Bethlehem New Life Church in Bowden Junction. And I want you to hear the message that was given that night. And if you would like us to come to your function to bring forth the word of the Lord, then just give us a call at 770-537-1933 or send us an email to media, that's M-E-D-I-A, at kingdomrock.org. We'll be glad to be there. Well, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled The Path of the Promise, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. It is definitely an honor to be here with you today. To I count it just an honor just to be uh, invited to bring the word of the Lord before you. I count it an honor as well as a privilege anytime I stand before the people of God to bring forth a word of God. This is a dangerous place to stand. It's very dangerous. Because every word that the minister, the pastor, the evangelist, the preacher, every word that you speak over the, over the pulpit, it will affect the people of God to the good or to the bad. And we will give an account to every word that is spoken. Such a dangerous place. Such a dangerous place. But today it's even more dangerous for the enemy because you're about to be equipped even more so. And the Lord has given us a word to give to you today. We want to talk tonight very briefly, very briefly from the subject of the path of the promise. The path of the promise. Now there are three stages to the path of the promise. Uh, y'all going to be with me tonight? Amen. You're going to really have an appreciation for this as we go tonight. The path of the promise. Tell that to your neighbor. Tell them the path of the promise. Mm. Promise. Let's go to the book of Galatians. Galatians, the third chapter. Galatians 3. And I'm going to read just for a moment verses 17 through 20, uh, through 25, 17 through 25 in Galatians, the third chapter. As I said, as I said, I don't plan to be before you very long, but it will be long enough to give you what thus saith the Lord tonight. When you get there, say Amen. Galatians, the third chapter, verses 17 through 25. And it reads like this out of the King James Version. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more a promise, 
but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Verse 23. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we have no longer rather, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. The path of the promise. Now, of course, this, in this context, the scripture is speaking about the path of Christ, really. The promise, the anointing that would come. Promise. And we see law. And we see the seed, Christ, finally coming on the scene. The path of the promise. Now, this is extremely relevant to our lives today. Now, I forgot to tell you, I don't really plan to be doing a lot of jumping and, and running around. Although that may occur. If that does occur, don't freak out on me. We will be okay. Are you hearing? It is my plan just to give you the word in such a way that you will hear and understand. And be able to apply it to your life. The path of the promise. There are threefold. There's a threefold path to the promise. Or three seasons. Or three, uh, three layers we can say to the promise. One of course there is promise. God releases the vision to you. The unseen thing has become seen. As God gives you promise. Promise is first. Secondly, there comes a period of law, or we can say a period of pain. There's pain under law. Promise, pain, and then we will see after the pain goes away, after the law, there comes power. Promise, pain, power. Say that with me. Promise, pain, power. Now, Again, the promise is the vision. It is the word of God that has been revealed to you. Understand something. God revealed the word to the people of God. And he revealed it to you. You are the people of God, right? Let me show you something. God reveals promise before he gave law. Are you understanding that? Now the law is a performance-based system. Designed to reveal your own inadequacies. 
I don't know anyone who is honest that has been in ministry for a number of years that can say that you feel adequate to perform the duties of a pastor. I don't know anyone who doesn't feel inept from time to time. Well, let me just talk from my own perspective. How about that? Let me just talk about me. There are times when I say, God, I can't do this. This is too heavy. This is too hard. When I consider the awesomeness of what's about to be done or what's happening right now in the natural realm and also in the spirit realm as angels go back and forth carrying the word of God. As there is spiritual warfare going on right now in this atmosphere to deliver your soul from the bondages of the legal system. The Lord has brought in grace and truth. And he left you a promise before he introduced law. Hear me. The law was a performance-based system designed to reveal your own inadequacies, your need for him, designed to show you your imperfections, designed to show you that you can't do it, that you cannot fulfill the promise of God for your life on your own you're going to have to have him you want to see a frustrated pastor you want to see a frustrated Christian you'll find the one that is trying to fulfill what they have seen by themselves you'll find them clawing at the walls pulling their hair out I'm frustrated I'm, I'm aggravated why won't these people do this why won't they give money why won't, why won't anybody help me don't they see what I see you see, you're trying to do it by flesh. God never did say that the promise will be revealed or come to pass by law, by your performance. But it is by the faith revealed through Jesus Christ. Are you hearing what's being said? So the law, and there was promised and there was the pain. The moment when you realize that I can't do this. It's too heavy for me. I just can't. I just can't. I, I, I just can't. It's, it's too heavy. It's, it's too hard. It's too hard. I wonder, have you come up to that point yet when you say, well, I want to study my, I'm going to study my Bible all day long. I'm going to study it every week. I'm going to study it once a day. I'm going to pray every single day. I'm going to pray every single day. I'm going to come to church every time the church doors open. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to fast. Yes, Lord, I'm going to fast. Yes, Lord, I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast. But have you found out that it's just too heavy yet? Because these things were never designed for you to be able to shoulder the weight through your own human effort. You will need the super upon your natural to get the job done. The promise is revealed by faith. By faith and not through your own human efforts. Are you hearing? So again, the law was given to reveal your inadequacies, to reveal your own imperfections, moving you toward a rich dependency of the anointing of God. One of the glorious places that you will ever find when you, when you see a broken pastor, a broken minister, a broken church uh, leader, a broken congregant, a broken uh, believer who says, God, I can't do it without you. Please come and help me. That's the seat of power. 
Because up until then, God won't show up. Because if he did show up, you think it was you. You think it's because of your good works. It's because of, because of your sacrifice alone. You think that because of your flesh alone that he came. But the Lord will wait until you come to the end of yourself. When you cry before him, Lord, I yield, I yield. And then the promise comes. Are you hearing what's being said? So from the promise through the pain to the power. The power is the seed of God, the, the word of God that has been released on your behalf. To bring out the promise that he gave you. Now understand something. I'm going to show you some parallels in the word of God. Understand something. Before you gave your life to Jesus, many of you can testify that you saw things. Or before you even really got into the church really good. Or before you knew more than John 3.16, you saw things. You knew that God wanted to use you this way or that way. I know many ministers, even in my own life as a young boy, I remember when I was eight years old, baptizing myself in the bathroom sink. Lord, use me, use me, use me. I didn't understand what was going on. All I knew that there was something, something to this Jesus. Mama didn't take us to church every Sunday, no. But I knew that there was something else about this thing, this person called Jesus. I'd heard about him on television but there was something there. He was there with me even before I gave my life to him. At age 19, I gave my life to him. People asked me in my high school when I was a senior. One lady asked me, one young girl said, Mark, are you saved? I said, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I didn't know the lingo. I didn't know the word. All I knew was that there was something about this man named Jesus. And I couldn't get to him on my own, so I kept crying out to him and crying out to him, crying out before, and he gave me a vision before I came to know him. And some of you, before you came into the knowledge, really, of the Lord Jesus Christ, you may have been in church for a while, and the Lord revealed some things to you that he was going to do through your life. And you knew this was God's plan and purpose for my life. And then we left promise and then start going through the rigors of pain. Trying to set about doing what we saw. Trying to make it happen. I've got to make it happen. I've got to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. I've got to make it happen. How do you make it happen, Pastor? Well, you got to pray a whole lot. Because, mm, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. I got to fast. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I got to fast. I got, I got to go to church. I got to go to church. And so we set about it. Uh, through our human strength, human strength, trying, 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 trying to bring about what we saw. But remember, the law was given to break you down. So if you're laboring in your own strength, all you're going to do is be broken down. Until the point when you say, Lord, I lay the vision down before your throne. I lay the promise down before you. If you want it to come to pass, you've got to move on me. You've got to move on it because I cannot do it by myself. It is that place that is a seat of power. 
As long as you are trying to work it out through your own strength, through our scheming, through our conniving, or through our networking, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And, and, and how do you know when you're trying to lift the vision up on your own strength? What happens? Frustration comes in. Frustration will be your bedfellow. Are you hearing me? Pepto-Bismol will be your friend. I know all about that. And acids and, and headache medicine. Are you hearing? Because you were trying to pull this heavy weight. It is so heavy. It is so heavy. Because I'm trying to get to what I have seen. But the law comes in. That period of pain. To break you down. To show you that you have need of a savior. But I am saved. But you have not yet experienced the anointing of the Spirit of God in that area of your life because you're still trying to pull. It is as if you were trying to be saved, trying to, trying to be saved, trying to gain righteousness in the sight of God based on your own works. As a, as a certain young man, I've told the church, the young man confided in me and he said... Uh, now, he was involved in some type of sin, and he said, I, I, what I'm going to do, I'm going to mark on my calendar, and I'm, I'm, every time that I do so-and-so, because I'm through with it, he said. I'm through with it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. And he had a red mark, and he marked an X on the calendar every time he did so-and-so or went somewhere, and he marked on the calendar. At the end of the month, he, he looked at it, and he looked at the calendar. There was more red than white on that calendar. Why? Because he was focused so much on not doing it that eventually all he did was do it. But let's take that strength and focus it on Christ. Are you hearing? That's the path to take. That's the path to take when we become desperate and seek in his face. Are you hearing? So there is a path, the path of, of the promise. It goes through a cycle of pain until we come to the point that we realize, I cannot do this without you. Promise to the pain, to power. We can see this, of course, in the, in the Bible throughout time. Of course, there was a time of promise with Abraham. God released promise to him. And then, of course, there's a law, there's pain, and then the promised Christ comes along. And then we know with Abram. Himself, God gave him promise of a promised child, Isaac. Promise, and then the pain of waiting. There's pain in your wait. Pain, and then eventually Isaac comes. Promise. And we know about the story of Joseph. Joseph had a dream. There was promise. But boy, oh boy, did he go through a lot of pain from the pit to Potiphar to the prison before he was released into the Power. Are you hearing me? Promise, pain, power. And then God told, uh, he told uh, Abraham that, hey, your seed is going to go into bondage into Egypt for 400 years. But I'm going to bring them out and bring them into this land. Promise. And then they were in Egypt. Pain. And then God brought them out by Moses. Power. Promise, pain, power. And then we see, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the promise who came, who endured pain, and now rose with all power in his hand. The promise, pain, power. So we say, Lord, it's just too 
hard. It's just too hard. If you're in that section, you say it's too hard. There's a lot of pain here. There's a lot of pain here. I can't do this anymore. Well, you're just one step away from the power. When will you be released from that season? The moment when you decide, I'm no longer going to do this by myself. The moment you decide, Lord, I'm just going to do what you called me to do. If they receive it, then they receive it. When I sing, I'm going to sing for you. I hope they like it, but if they don't, then praise the Lord. I'm going to do what you called me to do. I'll leave the rest up to you. I'll just proclaim what you have given me. You, Holy Spirit, have to move on it in the name of Jesus. Are you seeing what I'm saying? In the final stage of pain to power, here again, we have to realize that it's all about him. It's all about him. The Lord told Zerubbabel, he said, it's not going to be by might. It's not going to be by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Remember in the old covenant, the Lord told the people, if you will, if you will, but in the new, the Lord Jesus said, I will do this and, and I will do that. There is a shifting. The Lord said, I'll take it out of your hands because there is a vision that is too great for you to do by yourself. So I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do it through you. We need to just raise our hands and say, Lord, just do it. Lord, do it through me. Lord, do it through me. Are you hearing? The Lord Jesus said, greater things are you going to do because he goes to his father. Are you hearing me? Yes. If you believe in him, greater things are you going to do. Yes. You're going to do greater works. Hallelujah. The Lord said, of course, in Philippians 4, chapter, verse 13, that Paul said, I can do all things who? Through Christ. Through Christ. That is not you, but that's through him. Through Christ that strengthens me. And Paul came to the realization in 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verse 9, he said, my, the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect. Where? In your weakness. You want to receive Jesus' strength? Then you must become weak. Are you getting this yet? Are you getting this? The Bible declares in Ephesians, the third chapter, verse 20, he says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above, above all that, that we ask or think, according to the power that works where? In us. It's his power working in us. And let me show you something. Let's go to the book of Acts. We, we come back to Galatians. Let's go to Acts, the third chapter. Let me show you this actually revealed and played out in Scripture. Are y'all still with me? I want to go straight to the long and skinny of this. The Bible says in verse number 1, Acts 3rd chapter, verse number 1, it says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Now you know it goes, I won't read it all, but... He, well, might as well. In verse 3, so uh, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alm. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon, upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. See, that's the problem in today's church right there. 
We don't come expecting to receive anymore. Did you come expecting to receive something? That's a hard notion to get over. In this television-centered society, this entertainment-centered society, all you have to do is sit there and everybody else does it for you. But God says, come expecting to receive. He looked upon them with expectation. And what's happening next? Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have uh, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and, and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wandering. Verse 12. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people. Now here's what we want to get to right here. Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us? Here it is. As though by our own power, as though by our own power or what? Holiness. We had made this man to walk. Are you hearing me? It's not this man is not walking today because I prayed so much or because I fasted so much or because I didn't do that sin that so easily besets me. It's not about me. It's about him. Why are you looking at me? It's not me. It's all about Jesus. This man is walking not because of me, but because of him, but because I understand my own inadequacies and I know that I need him. Are you hearing what's being said? I think you're getting this. Let's go back to Galatians and close out. I think you're getting this. How long will you stay in the season of pain? As long as you want to. How long will you stay there? A prideful man does not give glory to God. A prideful man gives glory to himself. You can tweet that right now if you want. A prideful man does not give glory to God. He gives glory to himself. And if God is after glory and praise from you, then there's going to be a certain amount of pressure on you to knock that pride out of you. The Lord's looking at you from an eternal perspective. We're looking for the moment, but he's looking at it eternally. Let's go ahead and close out. Go back to Galatians, the third chapter. Let's look at verse 23. But before faith came, before this word was revealed to you, before you had the revelation that there is something different, the revelation of the other way. That's what they call the, other, the early Christians, followers of the way. Before you have revelation of the way, and today actually you're getting in the revelation of the word of another way right now. Before faith came, we were kept under law. Do you see that? I wonder how many of us will be still kept 
under law. What is law? Performance-based. You think that God is going to bless you in accordance to how well you perform for him. You think that the vision would come to pass if, we, if I pray harder, if I study more, if I preach harder, if I just tune my voice and, and, and sing a whole lot better, if I have the right graphic, if I have the right plan, if I can invite this person, if I can do... We think that God will bless us based on our performance. And that's law. That's the system of pain. That's not the system of grace. Paul said it like this, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said, I count all my awards and accolades, I counted as dumb. I threw it all away that I may win Christ. He said, I've forsaken what he called his strength. I've forsaken that. I've forsaken that. He realizes that the shifting of law, trying to do it himself on his own merit, he realizes that he has to be desperate and humble under the Father. The Lord Jesus Christ himself has this, of course, he's the originator of this revelation. He came as a servant. As a servant, humble servant. And what happened? Filled with ultimate power. Are you hearing? Let's go ahead and close this thing out. Verse 23. But before faith came, we were kept under law. You were kept, that is, guarded. You were in prison under law. And if you're in prison under law, we'll say things like this. I hope God is pleased with my sacrifice. Did I preach well enough today? Did I sing well enough today? Am I being effective enough? Am I laboring in vain? Or we'll ask questions like this. Have I prayed enough? Have I fasted enough? Have I studied enough? Have I studied hard enough? Have I visited enough people? Have I done enough? All of that has one word in it, one letter in it. I. And I is all under law. I, law, performance-based. How well you did it. All your efforts point back to you. And not to him. You know, God, some of the greatest services I've ever been and I've ever ministered were, I remember one particular time, and I'm closing the book right now. I remember one particular time I was ministering there in, in Waco. And I mean, just the cares of life and so much stuff were, were happening in my life that week. And I was scheduled to, to speak at this event. And uh, I had just, I told the Lord, this is, I was backstage there in this big old place backstage. And I told the Lord, nobody was around. Praise the Lord. Nobody's around, Bishop. Nobody's around. I knelt down where nobody could see the altar. And I said, Lord, I haven't. Like, I haven't spent enough time. I haven't spent enough prayer. I haven't. I haven't. You know what I heard? But I have. And that was one of the most powerful services I'd ever been in before. What? I came at a place of desperation and the Lord moved at such a mighty way I could not say it was me I said it's you it's you so if we're frustrated with ministry we're aggravated with ministry wondering why this and that is not happening why I'm not going anywhere why nothing's this and that and the other maybe it's because we need to make the shifting from law to grace 
And remember, the Lord gave you the promise before you knew how to serve, before you, quote, unquote, knew how to serve. Grab a hold of that. He gave it to you before. Before. Does anybody have that testimony that God gave you visions or dreams before you really got to know him very well? Before. He gave you, even he gave you his best before you gave your life to him. Before. And we think that we can perfect ourselves through the working of law. But you can't. We're in desperate. We're in a desperation, a moment of desperation, time of desperation. We're desperately seeking after his face. And as you do that, he'll open up doors that you never thought that you could. He'll open up doors. He'll open up doors because then you'll know it was him and you'll praise him. You'll drop to your knees and you'll cry out to him and you say, God, I know that was you because you know that you didn't deserve it. Remember, the scripture says that God will not be in debt, won't be debtor to any man. You know what that is? When you put God in debt. That's when we say, Lord, I know you bless me because I've done this. You ought to bless me because I pay my tithes every week. You ought to bless me because I study my Bible. I've been good all week, Lord, so you ought to do this for me. What are you doing? You're putting God in debt. And he said, I'm not going to be in debt to you. That means that you did it, but I'm not paying the bill. You didn't do it for me. You did it for thee, but not for me. Are you hearing so there's a difference and there is a process a path that the promise goes through remember he gave the promise of the coming Christ the promise of the seed to Abraham which was before law but we think that we can perfect it we think that we can build the church we think we can build ministry based on how well we do things and all we're going to do is end up frustrated aggravated confused discombobulated all crazy running ourselves against the uh, running our heads up against the wall climbing up the wall oh god ready to throw it all away ready to throw in the towel anybody been there before i guarantee you you're ready to do that because of your own human efforts or because people wouldn't do this or do that it wasn't because of grace hallelujah so there is promise and then there is a season of what and then there is what power that's what God has in store for you but the power is not released until there is an air of desperation until you know that you need him if there is a backup plan that's not faith there's no backup plan that's just Jesus Lord if you move it'll be moved if you don't do it it won't be moved are you desperate for him did you comprehend that word hallelujah how did did you receive that word in the name of the lord you received that word in the name of jesus hallelujah hallelujah you want to be more holy you want god to use you in signs and wonders hallelujah it's not gonna be by your human efforts the best thing that you can do is prepare the vessel 
prepare the vessel. Lord, I'll fast not to make you do something, but I'll fast so that I can hear you better, so I can be in a better position, so I can bring this flesh under subjection. I'll study your word not to make you do something, but to show myself approved unto you. Hallelujah. I'll come to church not so that you can see my name on the roll, but so that I can learn of you, so that I can receive from you. So I'll put myself in position to receive. There's a difference. There's a difference. Tell your neighbor, there's a difference. There is a difference. Now I do know, Pastor Barbara, come on, let me pray with you for a moment. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you all have been so, so patient. Did you really receive that today? Did you get that? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.